Welcome to the ASC podcast, Cytopath Pod. Join special guests to highlight ASC activities in cytopathology education, advocacy, and research. Hello, everyone. Uh, I am uh, Swikriti Baskota. I'm currently uh, an assistant professor uh, of cytopathology and birth pathology at Columbia University Medical Center. I'm also the uh, president, uh, sorry, the chair of uh, ASC uh, Cytopodcast Committee. And today we are graced by our president of American Society of Cytopathology, Dr. Momin Siddiqui, uh, for this uh, podcast edition. Um, I would like to Dr. Uh, I would like to welcome Dr. Siddiqui with a brief introduction. Dr. Siddiqui is the current president of American Society of Cytopathology. In his professional capacity, he's medical director of the Papa Nicolau Cytology Laboratory at Well Cornell Medical uh, College. He also supervises the Cytopathology Fellowship Program at Well Cornell, and in this capacity, spearheads the fellowship teaching program. Dr. Siddiqui's research interests are focused on the application of ancillary and molecular techniques in cytology specimens. In the recent past, his publications have included work on lung and pancreatic tumors. He's currently serving on the editorial board of many journals, which includes Diagnostic Cytopathology, Cancer Cytopathology, Ecta Cytologica, and Journal of the American Society of Cytopathology. Dr. Siddiqui is also a well-recognized uh, national and international speaker who contributes to teaching and promoting cytopathology by participating in seminars. Welcome, Dr. Siddiqui. We are very excited to have you today. Thank you very much, Security, for having me. Uh, so um, I am going to ask uh, about the past of American Society of Cytopathology, the present, and the direction you are taking American Society of Cytopathology in this podcast. So first, my first question for you is, can you recall your uh, first involvement or encounter with American Society of Cytopathology? Oh, absolutely. It feels like uh, only yesterday, but quite a bit of time has passed for, for my first uh, meeting. It was actually in November 1999 in Philadelphia when I attended uh, the first ASC national meeting uh, as a junior faculty member. Uh, but prior to that, I had been a member since my, I think, the third year of my residency, which was a few years earlier. So uh, I think it's going back almost 25 plus years that I've been involved with the American Society of Cytopathology. Wow, that's quite an experience you have of 25 years. Can you describe how do you felt American Society of Cytopathology has evolving in that time frame? Uh, I think uh, the one word I would think of is dynamic. Uh, the society, uh, when, my when I first started attending the annual meetings, which I have attended regularly, I would say I have not missed a single one since the first one. Uh, the dynamism is very obvious uh, in the evolution of our society. Uh, with regards to membership and its core values uh, of the society itself, they have been maintained and actually have been refined and, and even improved over the last two decades. I would say it starts with the uh, uh, engagement, our outreach to our membership is extremely important to us and we have really uh, tried to include a very diverse range of individuals, uh, including cytologists, uh, 
pathology residents, cytopathology fellows, and uh, of course, medical members. So again, uh, it's a 3,000 plus member organization and remains really strong with its membership. Uh, also over the years, I think uh, our uh, research uh, uh, segment has actually really evolved that we now actually have our own journal, the Journal of American Society of Cytopathology. It's a seasoned journal now after having been in publication for many years now. So that is one thing I think has been uh, very notable in its evolution of the society that research component has been very focused on and has resulted in us having our own official journal, uh, which is very well uh, recognized uh, internationally now as a leading voice of what's currently uh, being uh, published uh, in our literature. So that's, uh, I think, uh, probably the best thing I can say, dynamism, focus on research, also engagement with, uh, with our members, uh, including them in our committees a little bit more uh, vigorously based on uh, principles of diversity, equity, inclusion. That has been very important this year. I think I have really uh, tried to include as many individuals from as many geographical lo locations with varying background, because I think uh, with diversity comes uh, uh, you know, contributions coming from different points of view, and that really helps generate discussion and growth. And that's what we are really focusing on and uh, uh, having ASCB uh, focused in that direction. So well put. You know, I do not have a lot of experience with ASC, but I did started going to ASC as a resident, and my first one was in 2019. I can see a lot of dynamism, inclusion. I feel like I am also the part of the society, and I cannot agree more with what you have said. So if you have to pick one thing, what would be the secret of American Society of Cytopathology as a successful organization? Uh, great question, Svikriti. Let me just give me a second on that. And I think my answer will be that just like you mentioned, when somebody attends our national meeting, uh, they are embraced and uh, embraced with utmost sincerity to include the newcomers into the society that they feel like they are just joining a family reunion. So uh, from that perspective, I would say, uh, when you go there, I'm excited, I think three months before the national meeting, hey, I'm going to the meeting, I'm going to learn a lot what's current, but at the same time, I think it's my connectivity to the membership, uh, both at the level of having, uh, at this point, calling some lifelong friends I will get to see, but also uh, acquaintances I may not have seen in a long time and then reconnecting with them. I think this is uh, the spirit of our society, which uh, may not be felt in other larger meetings. Uh, ours is fairly large, but given even the uh, with the wide number of uh, hundreds of people that attend our meeting, even then there is a sense of personal connectivity. I think that that basically is... Uh, in my opinion, the one thing I would want to identify as uh, really important for the ASC. I totally agree to that. You know, like everyone uh, makes you feel a part of that community, community and they invite you for random lunch, dinner. Yeah, it's a lot of learning, but as well as making new friends and reconnecting with the old uh, friends uh, is what it makes it so special. I cannot agree more. Now let's talk about the present. 
Dr. Siddiqui, you started as the president of American Society of Cytopathology in a post-COVID era where we are facing a huge workforce uh, shortages. Uh, how do you think we can address or advocate regarding the workforce shortage? I mean, this is a critical issue. It's uh, facing us in the context of uh, staffing our laboratories from uh, processing specimens all the way down to having uh, high caliber cytologists screening as well as signing out some of our cases and also cytopathologists. I, I think uh, the market is fairly uh, dynamic for all these uh, different uh, uh, manpower related uh, segments of uh, what our laboratory comprises of. So I would say the ASC has been working at a very uh, much at ground level. We have made outreaches to student body groups. Uh, uh, our uh, DEI committee has actually gone and uh, met with quite a few of these groups and uh, tried to conduct workshops and uh, informationals for students uh, in high schools as well as in colleges. So that is basically for promotion or an advertising as to what we do and to generate interest in uh, junior individuals uh, who still are in basically still going to college or to high school to think right. about us as a future profession. But, you know, we can't do this together uh, as, as a standalone society. We mm -hmm. are connected uh, at a much higher level with what we have as the medical and public health laboratory coalition. This is under the umbrella of the American Society of Clinical Pathology. They are leading this coalition. It comprises of 28 national and regional organization, uh, organizations uh, who are working at the highest level of government to promote our issue of uh, a national healthcare shortage in the laboratory workforce, which includes cytologists as well as processing uh, technologists. So I think at that level, we are asking uh, the federal government as well as the Congress to maybe provide us uh, uh, this, uh, this opportunity that we could re recruit from an international uh, base that we can bring in individuals uh, uh, who may be qualified uh, and facilitate them with visas so that they can work in our labs. Uh, so again, it's about funding also to generate a better a salary base for, for these individuals because money is important and that definitely contributes to some of these issues that we have uh, to contend with. So this is uh, very much at the highest level of the government at uh, the ASCP and under the umbrella of this coalition, which is the Medical and Public Health Laboratory Coalition that uh, ASC is actively engaged in rectifying this issue. Right. Thank you so much for all the efforts you are making uh, to uh, mitigate uh, this issue. In the same realm, you know, I think pathology uh, trainees are also uh, taking job, a lot of them, right after the residency or fellowship. And we are seeing a lot of uh, vacancy inside of pathology fellowship programs. Uh, what can we do to encourage these younger pathologist generations to pursue a cytopathology fellowship? I mean, I love doing cytopathology. I would choose it again, but what can we do as a professional organization? I think it's about education. And I think it starts with residency program directors as well as cytopathology fellowship directors. Uh, 
uh, across the nation that we need to reach out to them and to reinforce uh, to these individuals that they should convey to other, mostly their residents that, you know, the, uh, your training is a very short period of your professional life, four years of in most cases, uh, it's a residency training. Uh, individuals who complete it are certainly qualified to enter the workforce as pathologists after they pass their boards. But again, if they continue their training for at least a minimum of 12 months, or in some cases, 24 months, they would never regret it. This, this experience never goes away, and it lays out a very strong foundation for them to uh, in this age of subspecialization to gain additional experience. So those are really critical factors that educators have to emphasize to their trainees that, again, everybody has a free will in this country. They can certainly pursue good jobs and they become available to them. But again, joining uh, joining a, a private practice group or even an academic department as somebody who has just trained as an AP or APCP resident, uh, would require still additional time to gain that experience that is needed to work in a subspecialized world that we live in. And again, having your first three or five years of uh, your work life as a practicing pathologist be a glorified uh, fellowship uh, sometimes does not bode well with not the department, but the hospital administrators, because the QA may reflect that uh, um, possibly additional training was needed. So these are some of the issues that individuals may have to contend with. Again, a disclaimer here, this does not apply to everyone, but the more well-trained one, one is, to pursue the right job that is a good fit for them, the better it is for them. I cannot agree more. This is my third year in uh, practice uh, as an attending pathologist. And I think my training in cytopathology has a lot to do with how it is shaping my career. So, uh, you know, we cannot uh, conclude our podcast without talking about our future meeting. Uh, can you give us a little bit secret, a tidbit of what is happening in ASC 2024 in Orlando? Sure. First of all, uh, I would like to welcome whoever is listening to make a plan to attend uh, our Orlando national meeting in November 2024. It's going to be a fantastic uh, scientific program, which the SPC, which is the Scientific Program Committee, is still working on. It's just the start of the planning process. Uh, of course, the educational content is going to be superb. We will be uh, talking a lot about molecular diagnostics. We will be talking, talking about optimization of molecular testing in, in cytopathology. These will be some of the key uh, for, for areas of focus and some of these talks we are going to be having there. We will have a, a, an international presence also uh, with the invitations being sent out to our European and Asian counterparts and in uh, sister organizations for them to come and present companion meetings. So uh, within the next week, meaning thereby, I think just after the holiday, uh, the Christmas holiday, I think our website will open for any individual who wants to present a, pro a proposal for the scientific program committee to review as part of the program. So I invite you all 
uh, if you are thinking about uh, presenting any of your interesting work as either a present as a short uh, course or a workshop, please do uh, stay tuned as soon as the website open. I don't have the exact date, but I think right after Christmas uh, 2023, you should be able to submit your uh, proposals uh, for review. And we would definitely uh, look forward to reviewing them and having uh, consideration given to them for you to present. Thank you so much, Dr. Shidiki. I also look forward to submitting a few of the proposals. Um, thank you for your time. Do you have any last uh, uh, message to send to our listeners? Uh, sure. I think uh, like I've uh, concluded at the national meeting in Austin, I would say to the membership, dream big. Uh, that's the key over here. And uh, as far as our professional career and growth goes, the more creative you are, you should always question uh, mainly uh, what's uh, relevant and what we can do uh, next with regards to our uh, practice uh, patterns as well as clinical practice profiles that we have with regards to reporting system, with regards to diagnostics also, what's on the horizon, be on the lookout for what's on the horizon that we will have to contend with as cytopathologists. That's really important in your personal growth. And remember, cytopathology is still very much a generalist uh, uh, practice because that needle or that exfoliative sample can come from uh, any any portion of the body that uh, you can imagine and hence a very strong foundation in general pathology is important for a cytopathologist more so with any more so than any surgical pathology subspecialist has to contend with. Thank you, Dr. Siddiqui. That is very well put. And thank you for your time. Uh, we wish you all the success and we uh, we hope to see ASE at New Horizon during your tenure. Sure. Thank you very much, Secretary, and happy holidays and best wishes for the coming new year to you. Thank you. Same to you, Dr. Siddiqui, and your family. Sure. Thank you for listening to CytopathPod. You can reach ASC on Twitter at Cytopathology or via email at asc at cytopathology.org.